Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Brother Scrimdark again. Hopefully again, because you've been listening to us more than once, ideally. Anyway, I'm Alan. I'm Henry. And today we're going to be covering um, Dark Elder, because we said we would. And also... Um, that, we that made a miner's promise. <laughs> <laughs> we Indeed. made a miner's promise. And also we're going to be covering some of that new news that happened. That little bit of news. I think there's a fat wad of news. There's a fat, slumping toad of news. There's a great big fuck-ton of news that I would like to discuss. Yeah. But I, first, the Dark Elder. I am half-masked for that news. And that's a minus promise. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's, what's, what's occurring then, right. so shall when, we say? When we mentioned all that time ago uh, that we'd cover the Dark Elder a little bit, we're just going to explain why they are quite so good at what they do. And it's not so much that they have anything obscenely broken in of itself. It's just that everything is aggressively well-costed. I'd also like to just say, just to chime in here, why they, they made a big splash on the competitive scene when they first landed with their codex. That's how relevant we are. We're in about a year and a half behind. Uh, do you remember before on. the Night Codex? Take yeah. your mind back, if you will. God, do you remember 40k before then? Before every army had to have a knight or knight equivalent or no view? I do not. I do not remember that. Some say it was sweet times of cherry pie and rose-coloured bushes. Others, it was a, a dark <laughs> age of... Some people say that it was, in fact, Warhammer. Um, <laughs> all right, the Archon. Yeah. So, for example... Um, because the Dark Elder Codex is divided essentially into three separate things, whether you have the Cabal, the Witch Cults, and the Homunculi people, the Covens. It's pronounced Hung Homunculi. The Hung Homunculi. Okay. <laughs> For example, for the Cabalites, Archons are... Like, their stat line's not bad. They move eight inches. They hit on twos, uh, shooting in close combat. Strength three, toughness three, wounds five, attacks five, leadership nine, save five plus with a 2-plus invulnerable that you can't re-roll. And if it fails, when it fails the first time, you can never use it again. Like, that's not too bad. Really. I have to say, 8 inches is a decent amount of yardage. Oh, yeah, they, they move well. But it's like, ah, oh, but that's, that's not, you know, they're, they're only, like, strength 3. 5 attacks is nice, but it's not, it's not too bad. But A, they're cheap. They're, like, 70 points for that. How much would do you, you as a Death Guard boy? Oh, they also let people um, re-roll ones, like hit rolls of one for any model, which is a Cabal model within six. So they have that little re-roll in there as well. How much would you pay for Death Guard Leader, which gives you a re-roll? I mean, to be fair, the Chaos Lord is about 70 points as well. Is he? Yeah. What but the, the one thing that really jazzes my onion, and if anyone's listened to the uh, Death Guard Codex review, is the fact that the Chaos Lord in the Death Guard Codex is not at all Death Guardian. He has a toughness of four. He doesn't have feel no pain. It oh. sucks balls. But anyway, that's that's a side <laughs> note. So yeah, seventy points. It's about right. But I'm very much anti-character. I think you have to like seventy points for re-rolling ones. You really have to think what you're going to bring for that, and you're going to have to bring some serious value to get your seventy points back, as opposed to just taking seventy points of value. Except he does buff vehicles, which when we get to the um, Ravager, you see why it gets brutal. Um, but also, like, you can give him some relics and artifacts of, uh, artifacts of cruelty, they're called, which are basically relics and warlord traits. So, for example, if you gave him the Jin Blade, he gets two additional attacks, 
and strength plus one, AP minus three, damage D3. So he's suddenly got seven attacks at strength four, hitting on twos, re-rolling ones, with damage D3, AP minus three. Can I also point out that every single one of my codices has absolute cock for relics? They do. They have an impressive like, amount of cock. Admech, it's all cock. Wall-to-wall cock in the Admech Codex. Uh, Death Guard, that's cock again. Chaos Demons, if you play Nurgle, it's cock. I mean, I'm not complaining about the power level of Nurgle, blah, 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 blah. But the relics are absolute cock. Like, you, if you forgot your relics for any one of those armies, it, like, 90% of the time, it's not going to affect the game. <laughs> because yeah. they're so bad. Like, I remember back in 7th, back in 6th, at least the relics that you could take were effective and normally there'd be at least one which buffed your melee whereas now it's like hey add one to your leadership but only if you're pinned and lying on your side and strumming your own balls at the time <laughs> I, I think the dark eldar codex was like the first one in eighth where they really started to get fun warlord traits and relics because if you look at the early ones they are bollocks absolute bollocks it's bollocks and cock, let's be fair. It's bollocock. Bollocock. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like so. No, it is. The arc- and then there's another one which, like, uh, Warlord trait gives him like an additional attack on the charge and some other things. And all of a sudden, for seventy points, well, seventy-four, if you give him the sword that lets him get the um, husk blade, uh, gin blade we just mentioned, seventy-four points for a beat stick, not a vehicle killer. But easily will kill a character, will wipe out a squad pretty fucking easily, who's speedy as fuck and lets people re-rolls. Which is insane. Yeah, like, that is insane. <laughs> and mostly because it's not just um, infantry, which is the, the standard for the, for the leaders. Mm. Which I actually really like, because let's, let's float into the law. Let's lazily drift into the law. Each of the Archons... It's meant to be like a pirate leader. And, okay, space marines are space marines, lords of martial prowess, ba-da-bum, ba-da-bum, yada yada. Do you have a point to make? <laughs> <laughs> but the Archons, they're meant to be, like, you know, manipulating their entire fleet of fast-moving ships, you know, coordinating assaults, close-quarters firepower, long-range firepower, smoke and mirrors, you know... I think it's really nice that they do have that synergy with the vehicles. Whereas if you compare it to the Space Marines, Space Marines have like Masters of the Armory, right? Who are meant to be the vehicle guys. Captains are meant to be Masters of all things combat-based. But I like it that it's more infantry-based because there's the separate divisions. Whereas Archon is Lord of all he surveys, all right? Yeah. I think it works out very nicely. And kind of like with Chaos Lords, we kind of mentioned it previously. I know I'm getting off topic, but blah, whatever. Um, <laughs> Damn it, we care. It's also relevant for later. Like we were saying with the Chaos Lords, we would like it if there was less rules for them being synergistic with the men around them and more hedonistic. Hedonistic? No. Yeah, Um, yeah, hedonistic, selfish, you know, just buffing themselves as opposed to buffing other people because it's all about personal glory. And I think it should reflect that. And it's cool that with the Archons it does. I know balance, yeah, we all (laughs) care about balance, but law-wise, I like it. Yeah. Um. And the, this sort of continues through with all the leadership, like skipping the characters, um, like a succubus. Succubus is someone who can end up having like, oh god, how many attacks is it? 
She could end up with, say, five or six attacks, but then any roll of a six causes three additional hits rather than just one. Um, and then you, that can be buffed up to be happening on fives at a certain point in the game. I think fours with a certain warlord trait. And they are they are dirt cheap as well. Like they are, I think they're like 50. Let me, let me find the page. Let me, let me fact check. Yeah, 50 points. Then say maybe 10 more points for war gear, which I don't think it is. It's cheaper than that. And you have a fast-moving beat stick, which also buffs up the Witch Cults. The Witch Cults are probably the weakest faction in the Dark Eldar. They're not bad. Yeah, there's just things that beat them. Yeah, it's just that it's a very competitive codex. The homunculi, homunculi are a little bit silly, in that they are, they're fairly tough, they're slower, but they have a rule where they add one to the toughness characteristic of every... Um, Coven model within six inches of them. Which ain't bad. It means things like the Talos goes up to seven. Isn't that? Is that? Yeah, a... yeah they yeah, go up seven. to seven. Because yeah, the toughness six, they go to seven. Which makes them all that more survivable. And also the uh, Covens. One of the traits... Because all the Coven stuff has a five plus and vulnerable. One of the traits just makes that a four plus and vulnerable. Because naturally. Then Cabalite Warriors... Okay, these are like the basic... If you've played against Dark Elder, or indeed uh, played with them, these are the guys with guns. The basic dudes. They are movement 7, WS3+, plus BS3+, plus strength 3, toughness 3, 1 wound, 1 attack, leadership 7, save 5+. plus. Now, I've, I've played this test with you before, but sadly we had to discard the recording. How much would you pay for that stat line? On a gun, by the way, which wounds vehicles on 6s, but anything that's not a vehicle or Titanic, it wounds in a 4+. plus. Yeah, I think that that's pretty radical. How much um, would you pay for that? I'm gonna say four plus, five plus, five plus, five plus. But you're they're pretty much always going to be in a vehicle. Hmm. I think reality would say eight. I, despite having the codex, I always think they're seven. They are six points. Six. Yeah, points. that's mad. That's really mad. And then you can sneak in like heavy weapons into the squad as well for a bit of anti-vehicle nonsense. Vavoom, if you will. Yeah, it's just like hidden spice, which is brute. <laughs> the best kind of spice. <laughs> <laughs> which is we'll ignore. Racks, okay, racks are a unit which have very low damage output in that they are close combat focused. I say they move slowly. For Dark Eldar, they move slowly. They move seven inches. Uh, they're not that great offensively, but they're just sturdy and annoying. Because they are, what, a troop's choice that has a 4-plus and vulnerable save. And they cost... Da, 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 nine points. Nine points for something that's more survivable than a space marine. They're yeah, generally I mean, it's, it's definitely interesting. But spoiler alert, space marines did get buffed. They did. Oh yeah, we got that to discuss as well. We've I forgot that. about that. We bit. have got to discuss that. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get. To oh that. my god, so that's a spoiler news. within the episode, by the way. There's so much news. All right, let's let's get to the vehicles because this is where I think the main thing comes in. If I can find them in the codex. In the law, dark elder are meant to be raiding parties in vehicles, flying out and causing mayhem. Think. Mad Max, but with a throbbing erection and a sequin suit. And hover vehicles. And hover vehicles. Otherwise, it's exactly that. It's, uh, 
Yeah. And so they've actually said, let's make the Dark Eldar play like that. Because all the vehicles are open top, so they can shoot out of them. They all move very quickly. So the, the slow one of the two, the two transports, moves 14 inches a turn. Yeah. So they move 14. They also have 5 plus and vulnerable saves. So this is about the point where they, well, I say they, Games Workshop started to realise that vehicles without invulnerable saves don't survive. They're so extremely paper thin. Yeah, so both of these have a 5 plus invulnerable save, making them tougher than most, like, proper tanks, even though they have toughness 6. Oh, sorry, only the big one, the slow one, has toughness 6. And it can transport 10 people. The Venom, the better one of the two, it can only transport 5, but it moves 16. It has a 5 plus invulnerable save. There's minus 1 if you're trying to shoot it. And it can have, what, uh, up to... Essentially, because it can have two splinter cannons, it could have 36-inch range, rapid-fire 6, poisoned weapons. So weapons that wound things on 4+, which aren't a vehicle. But you're not taking it for the guns, come on. No, you're not. You're taking it because it can fly around the board at stupid speed, carrying troops who are accurate as hell, who are able to deal a fair bit of damage, take objectives and do whatever. It's stupidly versatile and annoying as fuck to kill. I have to say, it pisses me right off that it has a minus one to hit and a five plus in one. Yeah. Welcome to Onager Dune Crawler Territory. This thing has, I think it's 70 points for this. 70 points. I know, I believe it's slightly cheaper, but if you put dual splinter cannons on it, that's when it costs 70. Yeah. I mean... Where the fuck is that? There it is. Okay. Go on, go on. I was just going to say, Dark Elder really raised the interesting question of... Infantry and transports. Yeah. Because as we well know, infantry are bad, transports are bad this edition. Mm. Dark Eldar shatter the mold. They absolutely do. Like, Dark Eldar infantry are something I wouldn't mind paying for just as foot slogging infantry. Just as infantry. Yeah. Six points is not bad. Especially if you're thinking about filling force org and stuff like that. They fill out the detachment really cheaply. They're actually good at what they do. Like, they would be great. As is, like, you then put them in a Venom. A Venom costs 55 points. And this then when you put these splinter cannons on it, as I would do, that's when it costs 75. It's like 75 points for, you know... Again, just take away the transportation point for a second. 75 points for a unit that moves 16 with rapid-fire 6 guns with a 36-inch range. So that's 18 inches where it'll be firing 12 shots of strength, 4-plus against anything other than a vehicle or Titanic. Toughness 5, 6 wounds, 4-plus armor save, 5-plus invulnerable save, minus 1 to hit it. And then you it's certainly in, not bad. You then put an additional 5 dudes in it. If, if you forget damage. the 5 dudes for a minute, yeah. I'd say it's slightly overcosted. Is it? Like it has yeah. so much utility just by itself. Because a that... lot of utility, but not a lot of, you know effect yeah it, it's not yeah it's, not it's, it's a lot of points to be chumping something chump blocking yeah it, it's not broken but it's definitely good but when you throw in the fact that you can force the issue and have five guys in there shooting like absolute madmen yeah yeah it's it's not good the the one bit where the internal the synergies don't quite hold up is the fact that um, the Archon's re-roll aura only works if he's not in a transport. 
And the transports are in such a way as though you can't have like a Venom with some dudes and an Archon because the minimum size of Cavalites is like five. So you have to awkwardly have them in a Ravager of the squad of nine or as I'm going to do, just have them foot slogging. Which does make him vulnerable to snipers, but he also has a two plus and vulnerable save, so I guess they can try. I mean, it's going to happen first time now he's going to get killed. <laughs> Almost guaranteed. Almost guaranteed. I swear, back in the old days, this is another separate topic, but I swear Scout Sergeant Tellian could do something like make missile launches and last cannons hit on a 2+. plus. Really? Which back in those days was just fucking awful. <laughs> like, oh god, it was the absolute cheesiest thing. I think there's some way that you could cheese it onto like multiple units. But anyway, this is a, a separate topic now. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've been looking at the rapid stats. By the way, the big one does not have toughness five. It's uh, sorry, toughness six. Sorry, it only has toughness five. So I have no idea why you take a raider unless you really like them or you're transporting like large groups of witch cults. It's yeah. the ravager, which is toughness six, which is what we're about to discuss. The other like cog in the puzzle, which makes the dark eldar silly so this thing is their gunboat it moves 14 inches a turn because all artillery must be super quick hits on threes and you can either either give it dark glances or disintegrator cannons if you give it three dark glances you've got three shots of strength eight ap minus four damage d6 but it, it, it also counts as assault if it's on a vehicle so it's basically assault on this thing which isn't bad or there's the Disintegrator Cannon, which is Strength 5, AP-3, Damage 2, Assault 3. So you'd have, uh, what, nine shots with that thing? Which is pretty awesome. You then combine that with the uh, re-rolling ones, which is pretty great. You then also have a Warlord trait you can give your chaps if they are agents of... If they're Vect 1, what are they called? Cabal of, uh, Cabal of the Black Heart, that's the one. You can give them a relic, which is the... Where is it? Oh yeah, Rit of the Living Muse. So you re-roll wound rolls of one for friendly units within six of him. And with that... Well, with re-rolling ones to hit and re-rolling ones to wound, on that many shots, it boosts, it boosts the damage by a lot. And again, they're not that expensive either. Like Again, none of this would be inherently broken by itself. The Ravager just by itself wouldn't be too broken. It'd be definitely effective and useful. It'd be a good unit. But the fact you can make it re-roll ones to hit and ones to wound is a little bit fucking silly. And it is pretty upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you look... And the thing that's most upsetting about it is just the fact that it hard counters Tyranids. It hard counters Demons... Yeah. Hard counters chaos in a way. Does it? And then it's just so ineffective versus like Eldar or knights. What does sorry the the whole like four plus poison? Oh yeah, the poison weapons. Yeah, like what I mean there is just it's so bullshit against some people and then irrelevant against the next. Yeah, and I don't mind. I don't mind metas and all this sort of stuff. But it means if you're going to be one of the top players. And I don't know why it matters to people, honestly. You know, it's not like you're going to get paid money to play Warhammer professionally. So it doesn't really matter. It's more about the enjoyment of the game. But it means that you, you just end up with this ridiculous sort of rock, paper, scissors type thing 
because they make it so extreme with the rules. Well, knights were part of the reason why Dark Elder dropped off the face of the map. Because... But again, that's a hard counter. That scissors meets stone. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm back. I just up. I think the practice is bullshit. Because imagine you know you're in a serious tournament. Let's pretend there's money on the line. Let's pretend there's lives on the line. <laughs> Let's pretend that and... you are. <laughs> You've been taken aboard uh, Trazin, his like main warship dimension boat thing, and he's decided to play a game of Warhammer with you. That he is a collector. Just to fuck with you. Just to fuck with you. Just because that's how he rolls. And it's not even the real Trazin. Oh, fuck no. Fuck no, is it the real Trazin? Of course it's not. It's just a projection, man. Okay, so it's, you look, there are lives on the line. And I'll, I'll make two scenarios here. So there's lives on the line. You've been kidnapped by Trenzin. He's going to blow up the world. You've got five games to win. If you win all five games, you save humanity. Right? Okay. The first four games are against Tyranids. Now, unless you've suffered some sort of extreme blow to the head, <laughs> you're going to win those games. Right? Yeah, because you, you move faster than them. Your gun's you okay against the small down. ones. And I guess the big ones, they're fucking hilariously good. Yeah, like the big ones are dead, the small ones are dead. Yeah. Because points efficiency for your infantry versus Tyranids, you're actually doing well. Amazingly, yeah. <laughs> Compared to most people. Anyway, you then get to the fifth game. And the fifth game is Knights. And okay. you are up against the maths so uphill that you're actually pedaling backwards. Because it is so unlikely for you to beat the knights that it's ridiculous. Now, let's shrink this right back down to the stage where I actually care about it. <laughs> okay. It's your local friendly gaming store. Yeah. You go in with your Dark Eldar army. You're looking for a fun time. There's two players. There's one guy that's got a Tyranid army. He's fresh-faced, rosy-cheeked, fresh into the hobby. You know, one of the first 10 games he'll ever play, he's got no chance against you. Zero chance whatsoever. But then on the other hand, you have the knight player, and you have zero chance against him. Right? So the only interesting option left to you is to walk out of the shop and let them play each other. <laughs> and that's what GW's incentivizing. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Like, hopefully you can try and play the mission, but... It's uh, going to be tough, because knights will just table you. Yeah. And as it's... we all know, tabling equals the win. Uh, not in some of the new missions. Not in some of the new missions, but those aren't tournament standard yet. And also... And I also not think... A... It's not a in, in a local games. gaming shop, I think you'd also get a bit of a funny look... If you said, ah, ha, ha, but I win on points, my good sir. Oh, I'd do that. If you might do that, but most of regular... Well, if, if the mission said, you know, mission says X, I will damn well play X. Okay, but then come back to me. Come back to players like me. I don't give a shit if I win or lose. That's true. Don't give a shit. If you want to win the game with no models on the table, because it used to be a strategy, right? I think it was at the start of 8th, maybe the end of 7th. Do you remember with Tyranids where you just got like Ravagers and put them all underground? 
and you had one unit on the table. Oh, sorry, this was Age of Sigmar, actually. Age of Sigmar, you could take a unit of spiders, which didn't have to turn up, and didn't have to. you didn't have to have, like, 50% of your points on the table or anything like that. So you could just have, for five turns, spiders underground. And then okay. in the final turn, you pop up, you kill some stuff, and then you win on points. Because that's how the games were decided. It was, like, who killed the most points. Oh, that sounds and, horrific. Sure, you can play like that. But to me, what is the point? What is the point? And if you want to go into a shop and win on points, that's fine. But if it's not even a close game, if it's just I move my models here simulator and then you roll some dice and they're gone, you know, that's not very fun for me. For me, it's got to be it's got to be give and take. It's got to be I do this, but then you've got to make a tough reaction. You know, you've got to decide do I commit the unit? Do I not commit the unit? Whereas Dark Elder versus Tower is just... Sorry, Dark Elder versus Knights is just like, yeah, fuck it, do whatever. <laughs> sorry, were you discussing too many of the armies you hated? So Tau just slipped in there. <laughs> you will notice in the last episode as well, I slipped Tau in <laughs> while yeah. complaining about something else. <laughs> I just can't help doing it. It's like the new reboot Gilliman for us. So anyway, all right. For you. For you. <laughs> for me, for me. Because Tau uh, didn't need a buff. Tau didn't need a buff. I'm happy they've got one. <laughs> I just want to see that now, like a picture of just a completely broken man <laughs> just holding a, a little sign, Tau didn't need a buff. <laughs> That'll be me. Yeah. That'll be me. Okay. So what we're saying, in summation, for the Dark Elder, and coming back to my whole point about why they shot up the old salmon stream, if you will. What? The strongest salmon swim upstream, Al. The rest okay. die. Okay. Um, is that the options? That's the options. That's the options. Uh, or you get caught by a bear, as yep. we all know. <laughs> bear being the orcs. I forgot where I'm going. Anyway. <laughs> no, no. Tau. Dark Elder. Dark Elder. Okay, so we have the cheese-eating surrender monkey strategy of hiding your guys in boats, right? Yep. And the guys are extremely well uh, equipped to take down monstrous creatures, not so well equipped against tanks and stuff like that, but they have the fast-moving, hard-hitting factor for them. Bit of a glass cannon. However, they have surprisingly high durability yeah. given their stat line. This is meant to be the glass cannon faction. They have the best transports in the game. Admittedly, they probably should have some of the best because Dark Elder is going to be transport heavy. But again, well, hang six... on, because that comes that comes back to how they're balanced, though. Yeah. And the whole point of this is that they're balanced to play how they should. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's not like you get the Dark Elder Codex and uh, what are they called? What are the guys called that are like the ghosts? Oh, the Mandrakes. Mandrakes. It'd be like if Mandrakes were insane. And like all the synergies were around Mandrakes. Or if the Night Codex came out and it turned out the most cost-efficient unit in the Night Codex was the building. Yeah. It'd be like, (laughs) you've got to play around this building. Whereas the Dark Elder, it was like, no, no, we're going to make the transports and the infantry really strong because that's what they're about. It's all about speed and danger Which is and awesome. eroticism. Yeah. Which is perfect because that's how the men are play. And I didn't have any complaints with that. Yeah, I think that they definitely got the balance wrong, chiefly in the poison rules, chiefly in the whole kind of minus one to hit and a five plus invun on a very cheap transport. Yeah. They're a bit over. Yeah, that's my big griping. But 
you know, I, I think they got the balance wrong. They definitely got the balance wrong. And them getting hard countered by Knights, again, I don't think is a good thing. I think, actually, the balance would be okay if they couldn't be souped. Like, in the, in the way that Tau have a good codex, but they can't soup. Or Orcs have a good codex, but they can't soup. The Dark Eldar have a, a damn good codex, but they can soup with regular Eldar to get some of the best psychers in the game. And you need. And you need. I don't think you need is that strong. But yeah, certainly cherry picking from both Dark Eldar and Eldar, which is what people did. The Grand Convergence, if you will. And still do. And still do. That's what makes it really just obscene and absolute bullshit. Yeah. That does piss me off. That does annoy me. And I think we've got to move to monocolor armies. What do I mean by that? I mean no blending. So the Imperials can't just have like, oh, I'm going to have Imperial Guard, Sisters of Battle, Inquisition, Grey Knights, Space Marines versus your Orcs. Well, there's got <laughs> An to ally be some kind with of, who you want. There's got to be some kind of negative. There really has to be. Yeah, because at the minute it's just you always have one knight. It's just basically one knight. right now it, it's Xenos, Eldar. I say Xenos, like any of those random codices other than Necrons, because you're not playing it. Um, Eldar Soup. Or Imperium Soup, which all follows it, the same kind of thing when it comes to competitive nature. Loyal 32, a knight, and then whatever kind of flavor you add to try and make it your own. Yeah. And why I think the Dark Elder was so strong on release was, A, they were propped up by the, the Eldar themselves. So people had a little while to play with the Eldar. They knew it was strong from the Eldar. Because, you know, normally what happens is a new codex will land... There's a little bit of chaos as people figure out what's good, what's bad, and then eventually we all settle down into the the familiar lines of, of okay, this is a good unit. This is widely accepted accepted that this is a good unit. Yeah. And then there will be a few people that still look at it and think, mm, I think we can review here and then. They're awesome. Um, but the Dark Elder was so awesome when they first landed was a synergy with the other, and b the fact that they actually, like we said, they incentivize you to play how the Dark Eldar should play, but they also buffed the most common units for the Dark Eldar because everyone had raiders, everyone had ravagers, everyone had infantry. You know, it's a grand old time. Whereas like orcs, like mech guns, mech guns, mech guns got a massive buff. Well, how many people have mech guns? Not a lot of us. You know, yeah. like they debuffed the orc boy, they increased the power of the mech gun, which across the codex, yeah, sure, maybe the power level is the same, but given what players actually have, what they can buy, all that sort of stuff, you know? And the fact that Orcs are meant to be all about the boys. Yeah, such is why Tau players complain so badly about the power level of their codex, simply because the Riptide wasn't good enough in their own opinions. Forget the rest of the codex, oh, it was just about the Riptide, because everyone has a Riptide. Yeah. And I from 7th edition, everyone has three Riptides. Everyone has six Riptides. It's ridiculous how many Riptides people have. Yeah. Curb your Riptides. Once again, Tau. <laughs> I uh, just hate the Riptide. I hate the Riptide. As is. Going back to that eroticism you mentioned. Yes. New things. New and exciting things. All right, that, that was just a brief overview of the Dark Color, though. I don't know if we're going to return to that. I, I think there's more we stuff want to happens, touch Because apparently more stuff is happening. I don't, I don't know. Like... I think, I think there's, there's more to be touched upon. But yeah, there's certainly more to be and touched upon. It maybe it, think we it's time-dependent time when the touching happens. Because <laughs> right. there's so much shit coming, coming out at the minute. There's so much news. There's so much stuff going like on. The month where we weren't doing anything. 
nothing it, happened. Is, is the, yeah. We're like, oh, we'll have the Dark Elder lined up. Nothing happened. The second we come back, shit's happening. Get right. your coats. <laughs> Take to the streets. Do we want to cover the rules first or the new exciting sexy? I think we should cover the rules first. I think, yeah, definitely. You don't, you don't come in with the sexy, otherwise people stop listening. <laughs> exactly. The second, the second they've got they want, they'll leave. Right. So use, that use, new and sexy beta rule. Oh god, this one, this one absolutely fiddles with my fucking rage dongle. Okay. This one shall, pisses me off. Shall we explain what it is for those at home? No. you haven't heard. Those of you passionate about 40k but don't look anywhere else other than this podcast for news. First of all, we salute you. Second of all, um, thanks. Third of all, the bolter rule. (laughs) There's a beta rule for bolters called bolter discipline, which basically means that, um, you know how they rapid fire, so an extra shot at half range. There's other things that can cause them to have an extra shot at half range, which is if you didn't move and your uh, Adeptus Astartes or Heretic Astartes, you can fire both shots. Or if the model using them as a Terminator, Biker, Centurion, or Vehicle, you get to fire both shots. But if you move, it's still the standard rapid-fire range thing. Or if you're... yeah, whatever. A lot of people got up in arms and confused about this going, so if I, if I don't move, and I'm within half range, and I'm a Terminator, do I get 16 shots? No. That would be hilarious, though. It would be amazing. <laughs> like, oh, God, Terminators would be, you know, played again. That'd be wonderful. As is. That's not how it works. Right, so what, 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 shall I say what I think of the rule first before you explain how it's pulling your balls? Yes. Yeah, I like it. It makes power armour more important. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> it actually doesn't. It makes power armor more useful most of the time scouts still get this bonus which means you're still probably going to be taking scouts over normal space marines but whatever it's great for black uh back line um primaris that kind of thing that's all wonderful um it makes terminators more useful which i like because terminators they, they still need help they're, they're getting there but maybe one day they'll be playable i i think it's an exciting new rule over to you I hate this rule. Okay. There is so much about this rule that I hate. Let me let me just start with number one. Let's just talk about balance, right? Mm-hmm. Number one, GW does not know balance. And the more that they try and balance the game with like chapter approved. I wouldn't say so much FAQs, but sometimes FAQs. The more that they try and balance the game, the more they make it a convoluted mess. Like, instead of looking at a unit and thinking, hmm, that unit's a bit weak. Number one, why is it weak? What is present that is very strong that is stopping this unit? Number two, is this unit costed properly? Now, that you'd think that's about chapter approved, but chapter approved isn't about that. Chapter approved is like, hey, let's let's skim 10% on every army other than orcs because we want people to buy more shit, right? That's what chapter approved is. You may not want to hear that, but that's what it is. It's not balance. It's who can scream the loudest and get their 10% reduction, right? Yeah. 
The second reason why I fucking hate this rule is it's convoluted as shit. It is convoluted as shit. All it needed to be was if you have a bolt gun, you have two shots if one of these is satisfied, or you say either. The enemy is within 12 inches, or you stand still. That's it. That's all you needed. But then you don't get the buff to Terminators. Yeah, but you just change Terminators. <laughs> you just change something in there. Like, you, you give them combi... Um, not combi bolters. Yeah, combi bolters from the Chaos Space Marines. Just yeah. change the rules for them. Because they have... Uh, well, they have Storm bolters, don't they? No, not Chaos. Chaos is combi bolters, which are essentially no, no, no. Storm bolters. Loyalists. Loyalists have Storm bolters, yeah. Which always used to be bullshit. Sorry, this, uh, this still pulls my balls. Yeah, it, okay. uh, back in the day, it'd be yeah, no. Uh, Space Marines can have four shots. Chaos, you can have two shots. Rerolling misses. That's not as good. It's, it's basically the same. It's fucking not. No, no, no. Space Marines had two shots at twenty-four inch range. Chaos had one shot, twenty-four. Two shots at twelve. Oh yeah, uh, I was thinking about the assault cannon. The assault yeah, the assault cannon, cannon being four shots. So the reporter cannon being two shots. Rerolling misses. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's a side. That's a side note. Okay, it's Bastards. convoluted as balls. Um, and again, immediately when both you and I read it, we both had the same reaction of people are going to say that you get four shots if you stand still. Yeah. Within rapid fire, like that was instantly our first shot. And even within the rule, it clarifies that. Yeah. It does clarify that, but it's like a fucking paragraph. And the other thing that, the third thing that absolutely yanks my lizard, is the fact that. A bolt gun is as simple as it gets. It is my comfort zone. It is range 24 inches. It's rapid fire 1. It's strength 4, and it used to be AP 5. It's now AP 0. Right? Yep. It's your bread and butter. And yet they want to fuck with it, and it just it pisses my absolute balls. Because 8th edition, 8th edition they said, look, we're going to get rid of all of the in-depth stuff that made you feel like you were simulating a battle in the 41st millennium. Instead, let's make it into a game. And sure, it flows more, more smoothly. We all enjoy playing the game. That's fine. But now they tack on more and more bullshit rules, just like they did in 7th. Like they skim the codexes down to a thin wafer of rules. You know, the eight pages of rules that they said, look, that we're championing it on the eight pages of rules, yet every faction, we're now going to have fucking paragraphs for each fucking weapon. In a minute, a LAS cannon is going to be three shots if you don't stand still. You roll three dice, reboot Gilliman's your uncle, and you fucked a pixie. They, they are trying to address a problem, though. They're trying to what? They're trying to address the problem that power armor isn't... Yeah, but they fucked it. That's like saying, my it's... car doesn't go fast enough, so I'm going to take the engine out of it so it'll be lighter. No, no, because they, they... That's how they're fixing it. No, they put more engine in there. Like, the issue I would have with this rule, like, other than it, it is wordy as shit, but it also kind of needs to be for oh, how they make it work. But rolling with the rule as is, the issue is that it's going to engender a lot of passive play, where more backline stuff... Uh, more gunline, should I say, uh, less moving around the board, which is a bit of a shame. But even that, uh... it it just right. makes for a far more static game. And the other thing to consider as well, which absolutely 
well, okay, this this is less of a one because basically, you know, space rings want to be in close range for the twelve yeah. inches, which is fine. But because everything got faster, because Tyranids can now quite easily get a twenty inch charge. You know, it's not the worst thing for the basic space marine troop. But what annoys me is that you just, instead of looking at the problem there, instead of saying, okay, Tyranids can get a 20-inch charge. Is that something that's fair? Are Tyranids something that need a review? It's like, no, just slap an extra rule here. Well, on the one hand, it helps both armies feel more powerful. Um, which is a, it's a dangerous arms race thing, which I don't trust Games Workshop with, but for now it's okay. On the other hand, if you're not just looking at it as standard Space Marines, Grey Knights are actually really happy with this. First of all, Grey Knights, we still pity you. We're sorry for what's happened. <laughs> Second of all, because the basic guys have Storm Bolters, so that will be four shots if they don't move. Their Terminators, again, four shots if they move or not. Which is it's just nice. It's very nice for them. Because they don't, you know... <laughs> They need the help, damn it. Yeah, that, that might be very nice for them. Also, Death Watch all... are fucking loving it. Death Watch are having a great time. With it's a very nice reduction to Death Watch. Storm Bolters and Storm Shields. So you can Death Watch veteran with standard issue ammunition wounding anything which isn't a vehicle or Titanic on a 2 plus with four shots at 24 inches. Okay. <laughs> That's all very nice. It's all very good. Yep. But now I want to play my game of 40k. Right. Yep. It used to be I'd need dice, I need a tape measure, I'd need my codex, I need a rule book. Right. Yep. Wrong. I need dice. I need a tape measure. I need my rule book. I need my codex. I need chapter approved number one. I need chapter approved number two. I need a print off of what this bolt gun fucking rule is, and I also need a print off of the FAQs. So now I'm turning up with the entire rainforest worth of literature just to play the fucking game. Yeah, that is a problem. Imagine new players. New players. It's like, hey, you want to play the game? That's fine. Sit down. There's the rule book. But there's also reference material A, B, C, and D that you've got to look at and cross-reference with your own book. Like, the fucking price costs. Fuck me. I was looking at Chaos Demons and Chaos um, Death Guard earlier. You don't even have the same changes across the books. So if you've got Chapter Approved 1 and Chapter Approved 2, there might be a unit that was touched in 1 that hasn't been touched in 2. So now you need both of them. Oh, no, if you're they, I think they do army. say the adjusted costs in the second one. They don't. I checked it. They don't. Really? Yep, they are don't. Because sure I'm, I'm sure that they've shown it before. Like when people are saying, oh, this got a nerf or something. I, I, either way. I, I will check it again, but I'm pretty sure you're going to have both. Either way. And either I, way that it goes, you'll end up with a chapter approved the size of like fucking phone book, you know? Chapter approved 30 rolls around. I hope part of this is just teething issues of 8th edition. And I hope it gets cleaner in 9th. But I think that this is too profitable a business model where they buy, they can release uh, chapter approved every year. Yeah, they can make you pay to play. Yeah. And the other thing that I'll say is I think they've lost a lot of their talent. When? When would you say they lost this talent? <laughs> At which I would point? say 7th edition was the loss of talent. Or... It was the loss of direction. Because the game is just so convoluted right now. And there's so much bits of shit that you've got to look at if you want to play the game. And if you just take your codex and your rulebook 
and you turn up, you play a game against the guy, and he's playing chapter approved, you're at a disadvantage. Doesn't matter what you're playing, doesn't matter what he's playing, you're at the disadvantage because you haven't played. Eh? What are these playing orcs? <laughs> In which case, he's got right to be fucking angry because <laughs> they're going to say that there was nothing that needed changing codex. You're going to tell me that an 800-point stomper is fine? It Twice. is 100% fine. Three times that fucking thing slipped the noose. <laughs> Four times, if you include chapter approved the first. <laughs> the stomper... For fuck's sake. <laughs> the stomper is perfectly costed. Why can't you accept that? You know, it's just, it's such a joke. It's such a joke. It makes them look so incompetent. So, it like, fucks me right off. With, with, and then you know, you're talking about teething issues with AIDS. That's not a fucking teething issue. That's a glaring bright red light of danger and uh, twat. As, uh, okay, there's, there's a way to prove this point. Like it, with the eventual goal of a bat rep, not that it'll happen, people. Don't get too excited. Don't get, don't get full stiffies. As is. That was that to happen? creepy. Well, but, Take well, that back. Take that back. <laughs> Ignore that comment. Look, were we to do a bat rep, I, I'm saying it now, a stomper would be the funniest way to start that. It would be, but, I mean, it would also be the fastest foregone conclusion. <laughs> the editing would have to be so <laughs> swift. It would have to be like microseconds of die rolling because we all know that it's ended. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, that is, no, no, just, just have like... Have two bat reps. The entire the second one is completely snuck in. Just say like your orcs versus whatever, and you have like Shaun of the Dead style. I say Shaun of the Dead's Evil Dead originally style. Rapid editing, dice rolls, everything packs up. <laughs> like in the, within like two minutes, you see the entire battle in a stomper fall. The stomper falls, yeah. Followed God by a real it. bat rep. I think it'd be gold. Right? What's okay? So that was like a massive rant aside. Yep. What's the next bit of ju- juice? The what? <laughs> next bit of juice, I said. <laughs> All right. News. We have we have new models. I say we, we have a lot of new models. I, I say we because we, as in, as in, my faction, we the community, not, not my exact. No, no, we the community. We're gaining. We the community, but we'll browse around here. All right, so if you look at the Las Vegas Open Warhammer preview, first of all, there's about a half of this article that's fucking worthless because it's about... <laughs> it's about... Um, okay, Age of hang on. <laughs> let, let me stop this right away as well. Yeah. Another complaint I will bring against them. Why must they push Age of Sigma over 40k? 40k is way bigger. It's yeah. way bigger. I and I know it, people get upset because I'm anti-Age of Sigma. I'm not. They make me anti-Age of Sigma. Why put it above 40k? It is not more important than 40k. Unless, unless their aim is that I have to look at the very least in a very glancing manner across we, their shitey articles. We can't talk about this because, well, you know how, you know how we left like this bit about the new models till the end because we knew it was the best bit and people may leave? They're doing the same thing. Yeah. But <laughs> the difference is, is that they pull a higher amount of traffic than we do. <laughs> and besides so what you do on the 839, <laughs> oh. they've got us beaten. <laughs> that's, that's true. I mean, we do get a new uh, Skull Taker model, which is sexy. It's not it that is much sexy, better than it, the old one. But it's I was going to say, it's sexy. basically the old one. It's basically the old one. Yep. We also have a Biofagus <laughs> coming in hot. <laughs> 
<laughs> some other Age of Sigmar stuff. Some more tree people, which is not as good as the old tree people. So, you know. How do you, yeah, how do you fuck that formula? Yeah, like the tree people were so good. They did so look nice. Good. And now they fucked it. Just a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. Right. The bit we care about. 40k. Shall we discuss the loyalist bit first? Because we're getting a new battle box, which is loyalists versus chaos. And I am so fucking hyped. Let's talk about the loyalists first. So it's going to be what the, uh, was it the Vanguard Space Marines? Which is basically the, they wear skulls. Hang on. Vanguard Primaris. Vanguard Primaris. And I thought it was meant to be the close combat variant. Primaris. As uh, in Vanguard veterans, not. I think you, you're thinking of Reapers, aren't you? Reapers? I'm thinking of Reapers. Reavers. Yeah. Reavers. Yeah, Reavers. Reavers, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Van- Vanguard of close combat, which I'm fucking excited for because Primaris could have some really cool close combat weapons. Yeah. So, it will we be Holt. We have two models to look at here. I say two models. We have two pictures to look at of different models. First of all, New uh, Vanguard Space Marine Librarian Primaris Flipping Boy. Okay. No. No? No. No? You're not the a fan? new Librarian Primaris is an absolute joke. <laughs> it's like, an absolute fucking joke. He's meant to be a stealth librarian. Yes. <laughs> Who's Primaris? He's like the size of a fucking building, <laughs> and you're trying to tell me he's stealth. Like, I, I bit the bullet. I bit the bullet with the towel. I was like, sure, they got massive cloaking, energy wave-generating bullshit wankery. This is a fucking librarian the size of Jupiter fondling his own face with his hand while he's wearing a hood. This is like Edgelord 3000 decided to design a librarian. Have you not seen Fuck Reavers? my life. Have you not seen Reavers? No, 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 no. Reavers their own thing. Reavers their own pile of steaming shit or love, whether you like them or not, right? Librarians. Back in the old days, librarians were metal as all fuck. The, the they used to summon the powers of literal hell in their own hands and blast apart their enemies. And they took on such a major risk in unleashing this power. Now it's like, fuck it, every Tom, Dick, and Harry's got a fucking cloak on. It's Harry Potter! It's basically <laughs> Harry Potter. Give him a Look. wand, and he's fucking Dumbledore. I don't think he's fucking Dumbledore. As it is. I bet he is. As it is. Okay, so they're meant to be like the covert operations unit, is the, is the Vanguard people. For what? They're, they're, For they're what? used as saboteurs, assassins, and infiltrators. Hence why you have a librarian wearing a towel. Okay. So, to be fair, no, I don't no, think, no, no, no. I don't think it's the tactical... No. I don't think it's the tactical toga, which is making me laugh, though. It's it the... might be the tactical toga, but it fucks me right off. What about the leather doublet and leather gloves? By the way, if you're not looking at these images at home while doing this... Have I... a look. Yeah, have a look. Join <laughs> at it. least have an it's idea of what we're talking about. Section. Yeah. But yeah, it's the fact he's like leather gloves on and like a, a leather doublet, as though he is from medieval times. He looks oh. like an absolute twat, basically. He's a step away from being Age of Sigma. He's a step away from being Age of Sigma, because it's like comic book levels. Like, librarians used to risk their lives, their sanity, and the lives of everyone around them unleashing their powers. And now you're going to tell me that they dick around on covert ops. 
like I don't mind you saying someone with like some psychic register could go on like you know some special ops because he's got some sort of prescience or whatever, but a fully fledged fucking librarian who's also primaris to be fair like maybe warp uh, uh, the level of psychers in the world universe galaxy may have popped up a little bit due to the whole psychedrix maledictum thing what so they're saying that we have so many we have to dress a couple of them as pedophiles and infiltrate neighboring systems i don't think dressing as a space marine means you're a pedophile oh wait the ultramarine i think wearing a massive cloak does (laughs) (laughs) and pretending you're from harry potter (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna get in trouble oh he even has like a really i've only now just noticed the crappy psychic hood he's got because he has his normal hood and then like the really shitty like budget um psychic hood that it looks like he's stolen like i don't know the plastic underside of a chair and has put it over its head wow it's not a good look and it fucks me off it really annoys me but he's still got a little bit of masonry space marines have always been a little bit a little bit comic booky like some people wrote them as the grim dark uh, less human super soldiers that were just weapons, which is fucking awesome, which the Primaris are meant to be to the nth degree. Uh, and other ones, it was just like, yeah, fuck it. They're like space sequined, fantastic, springing monkeys that can't <laughs> die for anything. You know what I mean? Like the most cum guzzled Matt Wardian what? <laughs> writing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, absolutely taking the D this, for the Ultramarines <laughs> is what I mean. This librarian has triggered you, hasn't it? It fucking has, because I am now becoming one of the Old Guard, right? I used to read about the legends of the Old Guard. They would stroke their beards and lament how GW was ruining the hobby. <laughs> I am now becoming a bastion. <laughs> The this old librarian ways. is the worst example of the hobby. Damn this it. librarian Clearly. is the straw that fucking <laughs> fucked the camel. Not just broke its back, but fucking suplexed it. Yeah, off a building, right? Oh, and it, it's a dangerous precedent. It's a dangerous precedent because next we're going to have you know, Tau that just have extremely shredded bodies fighting. Have you not in seen togas. I've not seen Farsight like in the flesh, but I imagine he'd be ripped. It, it basically what's going to happen is we're going to end up with like level three hundred Tau, if you know what I mean. Leonidas, <laughs> hot pants, hot gates, hot tips. <laughs> you know, it's just going to get weird. Well, the like, next Riptide model stop. is just the Riptide flexing. Yeah, it's just the Riptide flexing, or like the you know the the rules for it will be that it could you know take on one on one a demon planet. It's like oh for fuck me. I'm I'm excited for the law for this librarian because the model itself is so triggering. The law will probably make me put a hole in something. Oh. Preferably something inanimate. So the scouts. <laughs> Sorry, the yeah. eliminators, that's their name. The eliminators. What do you think of the eliminators? I haven't actually seen these. Can you link me? How about I link you to the fucking article which I told you to look at? I, I literally tried to find it, but I just ended up looking at pictures of fucking librarians. Have, have that link. Oh, I've had, yeah, I've been here before. You! <laughs> ah! anyway, yeah. I like the new corn spells for Sigma. I will say that in its favour. Yeah, to be fair, those corn spells are a little bit sexy. 
Oh god, I just upped the sensitivity of my mouse. I didn't mean to. Right, okay, the scouts, I actually... The Eliminators. So... <laughs> okay, <laughs> the, if they weren't the called Eliminators, I would actually like them. Do you know why? Why? Because they look like the Horus Heresy scouts, which is cool. There's... They also... Horus Heresy scouts were just full-on space marines. <laughs> yeah, like these guys look like Primaris scouts. They They look like what they're meant to be, which I like. I like the guns... Like, yeah, yeah. Like th these, this models, these models, good. This might be fantasy, right? But because they're Primaris, because they're huge, yeah. Um, one of these, there's like he's like kneeling, and he's holding the sniper rifle. He doesn't look like he's kind of you know concealing himself, shall we say? He's just lining up a shot. Yeah. And because they're so huge, I get the impression that even if you ambush these guys. He could just like put down the gun and club you to death with his bare hands. Like, imagine fighting, you know, this like ten foot tall, probably eleven or twelve foot tall for Primaris. You know, they'd be insanely fearful to fight. And the thing that I like about that is that they're not trying to be scouts with these models, which is cool. Yeah, like they're not trying to be well, concealed they, or whatever. It's like brute force that's clumsily disguised. They've taken the sort of design cues from scouts. They are essentially primary scouts, but they they look good. Like they've done this well. I approve. Yeah. They even have the binoculars. Yeah, the binoculars are cool. But may I point out that the guy with the binoculars also has like goggles. Yeah, he has goggles and a respirator. <laughs> like, <laughs> give him the gear. Give him all no, the gear. He has goggles, binoculars, and a scope on his gun. Oh, yeah, the scope on the gun. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay, they ruined it. They ruined it. Guys, if you get that model, please cut the fucking scopes off. Anyway, so the other bit of Shadow Spear, because there's, there's meant to be more stuff they haven't shown off yet. I'm excited. I am pretty turgid for that, yeah. Primarily because of what happens next. Because now we get to the chaos section. And, yes. Oh, because back in... Um, Vigilus, they did say that they had like 80 days to take the world for Abaddon. And I sort of thought of that as like a, ah, ah, that could, that's kind of a countdown, quite a deliberate countdown. And what are we getting about this time later? Oh, look, new chaos shit. So first of all, we got a chaos sorcerer. What are your thoughts? I do not like this model. Nor do I. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's way over the top. He has. It's so over the top. He has. He has. He has three sconces on his back, no, no. all aflame. One of them is a flaming skull. Oh, sorry, they're all flaming skulls. <laughs> Look, he is, he's jumping or hovering. I think by the looks of it, he's jumping. I hope to God he's jumping. <laughs> he then I don't has... see a jump pack. He looks like an absolute spanner. <laughs> Look, he has... What is he doing? He has two skulls on the floor dangling from the back of his robes. He has two skulls... Three. Three other skulls dangling three. from his robes that we three. can see. He has a skull on his chest. He has, he has huge stuff with a skull on it. Not a human skull. That's a giant ram skull. He's got a skull where it being worn over his head. He's got three skulls poking out of the back of his back thing, which are on fire. He's got two skulls in place of like the airport exhaust things on the side of his backpack. And then he's holding something else which is on fire, which could well be the bottom half of a skull. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the bottom half of a skull. I think it is. I can also <laughs> see the outline of skulls on his shoulder pads. I, I kind of love the ridiculousness. Basically, okay. if he wasn't jumping, 
I would like it. All right. And the next point of contention, Alan. Yep. He's wearing leather gloves. Oh God, he's he is. How No, he's, he's. I think it's only on the left hand. Or the right hand even. Yeah, the right hand looks normal, but the left hand, he's got. No, no. I mean, his what right. is going on? Yeah, his his right hand. Yeah. All right, he's got one begloved hand. Let's put it I mean, that way. Admittedly, he. Oh God, I, I can't. <laughs> he's wearing a dinner dress. <laughs> He is wearing a dinner dress. I can't he's wearing that now. He's wearing <laughs> a women's slip-on dress. <laughs> a women's dinner what, dress. What is going on? Oh my God. May okay. I point out there's also a bone in his belt. <laughs> not a euphemism. Okay, if you, if you've seen this image and not noticed this, go look at it now and see that red robe thing as a dinner dress. I and think like... he's also got a wooden handle on his bolt pistol. This okay. guy is an absolute dick. Like, this is the kind of guy that the other care space means laugh at. Like, hey, guys, can we? do you think we can get him to put another skull on the armor? <laughs> He's going to look like such an idiot. Well, yeah, walk, that's this guy. As they walk by, yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't think, like, he's not really doing the whole chaos thing. Like, he just he just hasn't got enough skulls. Well, as this man over here is, dies internally, sticks three more skulls on fire to another bit of his outfit while wearing a dinner dress. <laughs> I think the dinner dress is what makes the model. Has <laughs> that swayed you back now? Yeah, I'm back in. Back in. All right, he so that's so an absolute hot mess of absolute cock. This, this, this is a model I have very mixed feelings about. I hate it. I actually hate it. Like, as funny as it is, it's an awful model. Maybe in 3D it's saved. Like, when you have, like, a, you know, when we can do the rotating images. Maybe it's saved then. Explain to me why he's flying. I don't know. Maybe that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. If it turns out it's like a really awesome floating pose, like the psychers from um, Blackstone, then maybe it works. But right now, it kind of looks like he's jumping in the air, which is just... Let me, let me stop you there as well. Yep. The thing that also pisses me off with GW is like, hey, let's have them Yeah, Let's flying, but then connected to the ground by their foot. You know, they're, they're standing on a pillar. They're standing on a skull, but it means they're also jumping. A, it's absolute fucking shite to look at. Yeah, it looks, it looks dumb. And B, if he's meant to be floating, he is standing so perfectly on top of those skulls. There's, there's like skulls and fabric which is connecting him to the base. If he's meant to be floating, it'd be cool if they were dragging behind him. They're not. They are like vertically below him. Again, this is a straight line. But it really looks like they're just dangling straight down based on where It's like a, a pogo stick beneath him of skulls and fabric. It looks weird and yeah. stupid. And I hate it. <laughs> Scrolling down. The new Chaos Space Room models. Full mast. I think they're gorge. Full mast, yeah. They are gorgeous. Like, uh, I really love this guy's belt. He's got like um, a pelvic plate. <laughs> but it's got like a huge Eye of Horus on it, which is just absolutely awesome. Yeah. There's not skulls everywhere. There's two skulls. But that's on the Aspiring Champion. Which is on the Aspiring Champion. And he's got skulls on his belt, to be fair. But the rest of them are devoid of skulls. It's just bolt guns, power armor, chain swords. Love it. Yeah. Like we saw, they're basically like the um, Blackstone Fortress ones. And they're gorgeous. So yeah, it's just more gorgeous shit. Like I am. I'm really hoping that they improve the special weapons though. The special weapons for Chaos look like dick. I like that plasma pistol. I like the plasma pistol. But like if you look at their like heavy bombs and stuff like that, I don't think it lines up that way. Yeah. 
And like even their plasma guns are pretty standard compared to like Death Guard and all that sort of stuff. Mm. All right, so those guys are great. What is next? Up next is one of the fucking sexiest models we've had in a while. And I'm so fucking happy it exists. It's a new obliterator. Like, I... It, I had a few of the old ones way back when, and they were shit. Oh, As no, any I of like you them. Know, I like oh, them. Oh, no, I love them. But, like, assembling them and trying oh, to make yeah. them look interesting, they were shit. This thing's fucking gorgeous. I think it's about the size of a centurion as well. Yeah, it looks like, based on the feet, it looks like a centurion. Yeah. And the, another reason why I also love it is they they, they could have, because the current state of obliterators is that they have just obliterator weapons, which they just count as... Everything. Everything. It, it's, they have a set thing, it's like Assault 3, Strength 5, AP minus something, whatever. Whereas with yeah, this, they're it, very it, clearly modelled on a bunch of different guns. Which makes me think the next Chaos Codex, which maybe soon, they'll be using different guns again. I'm hoping that they're going to be able to use like two guns at a time, like Heavy Bolter and Plasma Cannon. Could you imagine if they said Heavy Bolter, that twin-linked Bolter thing, the Melter Cannon and the Plasma Cannon all at once? God. That would be awesome. They would also be extremely OP. OP they as hell. But, again, it depends on how they're costed. Either way, this model's fucking sexy. Yeah, but don't forget the Solnesh can make them fire twice to no matter what they are. Oh, yeah, no, like I, I think I'm dropping my Dark Eldar as of this moment for Obliterators and more Obliterators. What? <laughs> you can't just abandon it. I'm not abandoning them. It's just this no, new chaos. you don't need these Obliterators. This new chaos. There's got to be something to follow on from. And I'm also a little bit worried that the Obliterators pose because I've only seen two... And they look very monoposed to me. It's a distinct risk. Yeah, so I think you might end up with only like three unique obliterators. I'll be fine with that. <laughs> I love that model. I'm so happy it exists. Like just, oh god, fucking yes. So much yes from me. Then there's the new demon engine, the Venom Crawler. Yep. I am not a fan. Are you not? No. Chiefly because of the small details. It's basically like a bulbous spider based on like the four legs of the tick. tick or whatever. Um based on the, the four legs of the onager. The mouth and the face is cool on it. Mm. However, it's got two back guns. It's got like this like big spherical piece on top of it, and it's got two guns behind that, which is weird. It then has two, like, mechadendrite tendrils beneath its face, which, again, is weird. Because it's like, come hug me, which, again, is scary, but it doesn't look great. And what is rules going to be? It doesn't look like it does anything. It says here, with a little bit of lore we get, that it will... I think it's so saturated in the taint of the warp. This presence thins the veil of reality itself, allowing demons easier access to real space. Okay, but that doesn't look like the sort of thing to disturb real space, does it? It that would looks disturb like sort of... my real space. My real space would... would be shattered by that thing. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. But, but what I mean there... If, no, is if, just look out your window right now and imagine you saw that thing just like scuttling towards you. I don't know. I wouldn't be that bad. 
I would if shit I, if my I had pants. a trusty bayonet, I'd be alright. <laughs> a fixed bayonet? <laughs> yeah, fixed bayonets, motherfucker. Yeah, but it doesn't look like it disturbs real. It's just like a giant spherical tank with legs. Yeah. It doesn't look like there's nothing weird, real spacey going on there. I'd love like some weird, real space effect or like some more demonness with it. Because it looks fairly non-demon for a demon got, engine. I don't know. It's got fleshy bits. I, I prefer they go a bit restrained with the demon engines compared to the Soul Grinder. Compared to the what? The Soul Grinder. Oh, yeah. The Soul Grinder was a bit far. We all yeah. agree that. That's too much. But it's also a weird marriage of models there. It was. I like this, though. I like it a lot. I, it's probably not going to be good, but I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. But... It looks like the kind of thing where they're going to say it's got... Those two side guns don't do much. It's not great in close combat, but it's kind of quick at like eight inches a turn. That's probably going to be its like stat line. Oh, and it helps with demon summoning, which is worthless in like matched play. I like yeah. it. Though. I think I think there's a lot more to come from this kit because they say that. Yep. <laughs> uh, the other thing that looks like this coming is the uh, possessed because we have a piece of artwork and it's got a brand new possessed model right in the front of it. Yeah. So I think there's new possessed coming, and that model looks. Mondo that, that, sweet. Yeah, that looks absolutely amazing. Is anything else hidden in the background of that picture? Other I can't really see anything Aris. different, no. Yeah, more of that tick thing. That's it. I mean, there might be like some heavy... I knew uh, it's just obliterators, really. Yeah. Obliterators, the tick, Chaos Space Marines, and Possessed. As well as Lord G. Dubbins with his five skulls <laughs> on his back. There's more than that. Oh, and then we have... We have a trailer for a brand... Oh, no, we have Sister of Battle where they go, hey, look, we're still doing that. We're like, yes, we know you're doing that. Show us some actual models. They then yeah. say, hey, look, here's a trailer for a new Primaris Lieutenant. Uh, sorry, Lieutenant. And I fucking love them for this. And you what, sorry? At the bottom, there's a trailer for a new Primaris Lieutenant, which I fucking love. So they say, hey, look, it wouldn't be a reveal without a new one of these. Have you seen it? Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's... If you haven't seen it, um, go watch it. Because it's it's good, it's good. I did also get mildly triggered as well. Oh, God damn it! Um, because it said another Primaris lieutenant. I was like, oh, for God's sake, would people stop buying them already? Like, please. At least G Dubs knew the meme. They they knew. Yeah, they knew the meme at least. But good God, if we had another Primaris lieutenant, it's not one, by the way, guys. Go check it out. Please go check it out. I don't want to say anything. No, I, just go check it out. I. I, I think we have to say something because I, I want to fucking talk about it. But this no, is no, 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 no. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next episode. No, 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 no. Because there's something else to discuss. I mean, there's, there's something, something else, else to discuss. discuss. There is. What is? It's Gene Steeler cults, baby. Oh God. <laughs> but no, 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 but but this now, this is relevant. No, 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 no. We gotta leave it. We gotta leave it. <laughs> no. To All right, Gene Steeler cults. What's coming up is a whole hot mess of new vehicles. Are we excited? I haven't seen them. Wait, where the fuck are these? Okay, it's a huge amount of new Gene Steeler cults stuff going. Okay, so basically... if you mean they actually now have a model range, I'm hyped for that. I wouldn't say it's a model range. I'd say it's <laughs> mostly... It's like mo motorbikes, MTVs, um, sorry, ATVs, and um, it's like this new like half buggy. Oh, a new... That, that thing basically looks like it's a vehicle from Borderlands, albeit not quite. Yeah, yeah, basically that. And, um, I mean, you know, and they got the new, uh, the Fagus. Don't forget the Fagus. He's coming. 
which is basically a guy uh, who's gene stealer scientist man who's evil, which I love. From like a thematic point of view, that's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm going to have a great laugh with that guy. Uh, it's the Sanctus. I've lost it now. <laughs> Sorry. I, I primarily know the phrase Sanctus from a song called Colea Sanctus, which translates to holy balls. Um, you wouldn't be far wrong. Yeah, okay, so we've got the um, the Achilles Ridge Runner. We've got New Aberrants with the New Aberrant uh, oh, yeah. Abominant, which is fucking awesome. I love that model. It is gorgeous. It's like a, a huge Aberrant, which is crazy. The Biophagus, which is just a crazy scientist man, which I do like the model. But I would like to point out, there is a huge pipe on his familiar. His familiar's got a massive pipe. <laughs> he's got. He, he needs two hands to hold this pipe. Good God, it's, yeah. For any of you that aren't looking at the model currently, it is just a huge, like, test tube. file. That's huge. And his face is awesome because he's got, like, horrible needle teeth. Yeah, no, uh, I also love the fact that the, the Fagus has, um, like, a mouth cover, which is cool because if you're meant to be genius to the cults, they are meant to be kind of hiding. No, that, that model looks fantastic. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, the one thing that just... I think the whole quad bike bike look is not good. Well, have they, I think have the Ridge Runner Scouts are Mad Max with it. Yeah, the Ridge Runner Scouts are cool. But again, I don't really see this as being an interesting and unique army in 40k. Simply because I don't I don't know, thematically I find it really difficult for these guys to even contend with the others. I don't know, the uh, the aberrant with fucking tentacle face looks amazing. Yeah, no, they, they they do look really cool. I mean, I, I would love to do Gene Steel Cults and Tyranids as an army, but I think Gene Steel Cults on their own, I think just looks-wise, I think they're going to struggle. Because the Gene Steel stuff where it's like, all oh, like mixed genes is really awesome. And then just the buggies, not a fan of. I, mean, I do like the Ridge Runner, to be fair, the new buggy that's coming. It does look cool, but is it going to be any good? Probably not. <laughs> they even have their own version of You Need. Literally, like... It, what is it? It's not the tectonic frag drill. It's the um, the woman. The woman. She literally looks like you need. It's the, it, she has you needs pose. She just has a, hasn't got as long a dress. That's what this is. Yeah, I think to be honest, you know, GW does struggle sculpting women. <laughs> what do they look like? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen one. Yeah, they do struggle with that. So they do. Um... They do kind of phone it in a little bit, but you know what? It's a cool-looking model. Yeah, I do like the Genius of the Gods. But I can tell you the one model which is fucking awesome is they're getting a huge fuck-off drill. Yeah. That, and that, that excites me. The drill has got me excited. <laughs> Forget the rest of the models. What's it called? The Tectonic Frag Drill. I mean, rules-wise, this is going to be an absolute mess, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the, one of the worst things you can take, but for scenery, it's going to be gorgeous. Yeah, for scenery, holy shit, is that powerful. I really love the look of it as scenery. Yeah. Like, if you want to do, like, a mining fuel outpost, this is going to be awesome. It is 35 English pounds, though. That's hefty. That's a lot of money. But all GW terrain is expensive, so... That is true. But it looks sexy as hell. And what are the rules going to be for that? I don't know, but... I don't know. Other, other stuff, though... Other new stuff, the Amble. 
Yes. I love the look of this model. Other yes. than the maggots dropping out of its arm. I too would agree with that. But they I'm look like they'd be that. really easily clipped off. Oh, wait, no, they're coming out of its groin and... Oh, God, they're everywhere. <laughs> is that coming out of the shitter or is it from the groin? I don't know. It looks like... The... I'm not sure. It comes out like a crack in the thigh. Okay, yeah, I'm really not a fan of the maggots. Get rid of the maggots and it's a beautiful model. Yeah, that truly... It's amazing. also the basis for the uh, the Ambot from Necromunda. And it does yet? have... Sorry? Has that got a model yet? It does, yeah, but it's uh, waiting for World release. Uh, it looks fucking sexy. It's so cool. Uh, I'd say this bot, this model here, does it justice as well because they do have sort of it, the Ambot is meant to take design cues from the Ambul, and I'm glad that they do actually look like each other. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. Um, but again, it's it's a Blackstone Fortress thing. You do have rules for using it in 40k. I don't see people using it in 40k. Just saying. Because it, it, it'd probably be really awkward to ally into your factions and so on. But it looks pretty. Other than the maggots. But yeah, I, I like the, the model. I really love the paint scheme as well. The paint scheme's awesome. Yeah. Just saying. Right, is that all the news? No, it's not. Is it not? No, it's not. Because other than that teaser we're leaving for next no, I week. Don't. I, I was about to say no. about that teaser. No, no, no. We're leaving it. We're leaving Wait, it. No, what, what, we'll, do it what, we'll do it next week. What, we'll what, next what, week. what are we even going to discuss next week? They'll be tied into that. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be tied in. We're going to discuss. Right, we've been requested. We can't just leave it. Yes, we will. We've received, we've received a request <laughs> no. from, from a fan from a fan to discuss which Primark is going to be the next one coming. Because, spoiler, there's going to be a Primark released. And this is for 40k, not for horror. So Alan said, Alan said before we began the podcast, he said he knows... Which one is coming I, out? He has I, used yeah. his theories, I, uh, his powers of deduction, and he's figured it out. Complicated maths. Yeah, and that the is algorithms. If, if you watch the battle spear, shadow spear. If you watch battle the shadow spear. spear trailer, you have a lot of like the standard G dubs music with like, you know, meant to be twanging, and then there's like a little like, wubs. There's a lot of wubs. Tucked away in there as well, which makes me believe it's Fulgrim. Because <laughs> Wubs happened, therefore Fulgrim. Okay, you also, promised me sound logic. That is. Yeah, I, I promise is... you sound logic. It is sound logic and also literally sound logic. Also, obliterators. Who does obliterators benefit more? World Eaters or Empress Children? Empress Children. So come on, Fulgrim. Fulgrim next. Okay. Do you want to hear my theory? What is your theory? And I also promised indisputable logic. He did. There's two paths open to me. There's three paths open to me. <laughs> Number one is Fulgrim. Number two is Angron. Number three is the Curveball Loyalist. Now let's just discuss the Curveball. Now... If we're going to put money on it, yeah, I think it's it would be the lion. Yeah, that's the one I'm hoping for. If it were, I really want to come. That's separate. <laughs> My days as a zookeeper. <laughs> However, I think it is the further curveball. The third ball. The third ball. 
I think in the most curving ball of all time, it'll be Ferris Manus. <laughs> the dead Iron Hands Primal. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone's expecting Fulgrim, but who did Fulgrim kill? <laughs> Ferris Manus. <laughs> well, is it just going to be resurrection of people Fulgrim put out of action? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it's going to be. Third one to come back, that Titan he killed. Yeah, because... Think about it, Alan. Think about it. Why would they hint that Fulgrim is coming back if Ferris Manus wasn't coming back first? Not to be killed again. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think that my money's on Ferris Manus. The dead Primarch. I... <laughs> the solidly confirmed kill. Yeah, the, the most dead of the Primarchs, other than Horus. I, yeah, I think it's him. Do you do you have a real suggestion? That is my real suggestion. I've used my powers of deduction. Like, think about it. They use the wubs. They use the wubs in the videos, you say. Yeah. Does that mean Fulgrim, or does that mean... Ferris Manus? <laughs> I mean, one is all about dem wubs, and the other... Yeah, but he was killed by the wubs, right? <laughs> but then the music is returned to the wubs. <laughs> So the wubbage <laughs> clearly <laughs> indicates that Ferris Manus is coming back. And why he has to come back is because Fulgrim is also coming back. <laughs> to kill him again. To, <laughs> to kill him again. That's why we need him. Could you imagine, though, actually, if Could you literally imagine? they have all the Chaos Primarchs come out and, all, and a bunch of the Loyalist ones, except for Fulgrim, then Fulgrim comes back and just ices Gulliman again. I think if Fulgrim came back and iced all eight of them, yeah. people would be pretty pissed. Yeah. Hey, look, Dawn's back. Ice. Ah, fuck. Try a little harder. <laughs> Kills like another five of them. All with one sword. Fuck it. No, I think if any Primarchs come back, we're not going to have another Primarch death. I don't think Primarchs can yeah. be killed anymore. I also don't think that it's going to be a loyalist Primarch other than Ferris Manus, simply because they've got such a raging hard-on for Marnius Kalgar. Not Marnius Kalgar. Um, Reboot. Reboot. I imagine they want Reboot to be like the lone saviour for a while, at least. Yeah, like Reboot has to shoulder the entire breadth of the Imperium for at least five years. <laughs> We've also had like a bunch of the offshoot codices for the uh, loyalist factions already. So... Yeah. Like I don't think I don't think it's gonna be Lumen Rust. I definitely don't think it's gonna be Lumen Rust. Which one's Lemon Rust again? Lemon? Yeah, what's Lemon uh, Is he Crimson? Not Crimson Fist. Crimson no, Fist? he's Space Wolves. Space Wolves. Oh yeah, Space Wolves. Yeah, it's definitely not gonna be him. It's definitely what, not him. Wasn't it like the it, Crimson Fist it, they were theoretically? Ferris Manus. Fer, hang on. Ferris Manus was one of the first released Forge World models, right? Because they knew they had a limited time with him. Because they knew that they had a, a, sh a closing window. <laughs> and Reboot Gilliman was one of the uh, earliest primates to come out. So was Angron. Fulgrim was like an early to mid Primarch. Hmm? Mm. All the signs are there for Ferris Manus. <laughs> He's ready. And they, they're going to do a teaser and then they're going to do like... They thought he was dead. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Are you saying that they would do a fake-out teaser? 
Because speaking of fake-out teasers... We'll be t discussing that <laughs> no. one next week no. in its full breadth. Please go enjoy that. That teaser, which we will not spoil, you can enjoy on the next episode of the Brothers Grim Dark. <laughs>